Welcome to another edition of the First and Orange Broncos podcast. I'm Kyle Fredrickson, sitting across from Ryan O'Halloran. It's 49ers week, Ryan. We're heading to San Francisco. Well, sort of, not really San Francisco in this new age NFL where locations don't actually matter. But we're actually going west. We're going to the Bay uh, to see a Broncos team that's hot. Three wins in a row to face a Niners team. Cold, 2-10. and ten. One of the more intriguing things before we jump right into the game analysis are these coaches. Here are two finalists for the Denver Broncos head coaching job two years ago. Vance Joseph gets it over Kyle Shanahan. Shanahan goes to the Niners, and things have not been great for either coach, right? I mean, just big picture-wise, how do you assess sort of the, the start for both teams? Both, I guess, a little bit of rebuilding projects when they took over, so you anticipate some lumps, but maybe a hot seat worthy for both these guys right now, right? Um, Kyle's got some time. He's got a lot of time because uh, he knew what he was getting into. He was getting into a Florida ceiling rebuild with a new GM and former Broncos safety, John Lynch. You know, Vance was hired with the idea that Broncos were merely retooling. Well, they've sort of had to do the rebuilding part because they're playing a lot of young guys. Let's go back to the interview process. Neither of us was covering the team, so I read, it, read about it from afar. The Kyle Shanahan Broncos fit never really made a lot of sense because it, uh, you know, do you, if you're Kyle, do you want to be here in your father's shadow, which you were in Washington? I think he made the right call going to the Niners, and then uh, they got Jimmy Garoppolo. They finished the season well last year. Uh, Garoppolo gets hurt week three, and, and then uh, they've lost some other guys to injuries. So the 49ers are, you know, they sort of want to mulligan off this year. Vance. At three and six, they're saying, okay, is this the right guy? You know, at six and six, that talk has cooled down a little bit, understandably so. But um, as Kyle said on the conference call or to the Bay Area media, you know, he's happy with his decision. He didn't expect to be hired by the Broncos. And, you know, it was a four-hour interview, I think they said. And usually when teams interview a guy for just that amount of time, they just probably want to get a take on the personality. What do you think of this guy? What do you think of that guy? What would you change here? Um, I think it was smart by the Broncos to interview a lot of people. Uh, But, uh, you know, Sean Keeler from the Post will have a full Kyle Shanahan story uh, in Sunday's paper. Yeah, it's just interesting looking at kind of their one-plus seasons. VJ's record right now, 11-17. and Kyle Shanahan, 8-20. and Guys with very different... I guess, backgrounds in coaching, right? You've got a bright offensive mind in Shanahan, a defensive mind in Vance Joseph. Uh, You know, Kyle Shanahan's a guy who was playing wide receiver uh, out at Cherry Creek High School not so long ago. Uh, Mentioned on the conference call that he grew up around John Elway and these guys. So that's got to be unique as well, right? I mean, interviewing for a job for a guy that maybe you idolized when you were younger, a lot of kind of unique things to examine there. But let's just jump in kind of specifically on what this team does well, Ryan, with Shanahan despite all of its issues and stick on offense there are some bright spots here right Matt Breda is an undrafted running back who's been highly successful uh, for them uh, but he had an injury is that right Ryan yeah, so, so he's out he's already been uh, he has an ankle so he's already out so so that puts him in a bind but they do have George Kittle a tight end who's who's been really uh, a bright spot for them Ryan what, what do we expect offensively from this team we got three players to watch if you're uh, on Sunday for the Niners on offense and that's not doesn't include Nick Mullins, the quarterback. You mentioned George Kittle. Um, they move him all over the field, and you know he he can catch passes out of run looks because he's a good run blocker. He can block and then break out into a route. Kyle Judzik is the fullback. They use him 
differently and more effectively than any other team in the league uses their fullback. He's the highest paid guy at that position in the league. He's a very good player. Marquise Goodwin has missed the last couple games for personal reasons, but he's averaging nearly 20 yards a catch. He is a track guy. He can run fast down the field. So uh, they have some things to contend with. Kyle's play calling uh, is just fun to watch. He challenges not only teams the length of the field, but also the width of the field. So, you know, the Broncos are going to have to be on their toes in terms of misdirection, play action, different formations. They use 21 personnel a lot. So that means a lot of base defense. So that means a lot of Josie Jewell uh, this weekend. So uh, a lot of challenges, even though they're 2-10 and 10 for the Niners. But uh, Kyle, where he differs from Vance is coordinator experience. You know, Kyle got the 49er job. He'd been a coordinator in Houston, Washington, Cleveland, Atlanta. Vance had been a coordinator for one year, so um, I think that's where, you know, maybe and he calls the plays for the Niners. Vance does it for the Broncos, so a little bit uh, different approaches, a little bit different uh, paths to the head coach's office for both these guys. How much fear does Nick Mullins inspire for a defense that's without Chris Harris that should get Brandon Marshall back? Possibly, maybe should is too strong of a word. We're, we're still kind of waiting for a final word there uh, on what his status is going to be. But what do you sort of make of the success he's had? High completion rating, uh, QBR in the low 90s, but seven picks, five touchdowns, not a whole lot to be impressed on on a whole body of work. Yeah, I mean, he had that Monday night game against the, uh, or excuse me, a Thursday night game against the Raiders where he had a, a, you know, a terrific performance. The Raiders looked like they just totally mailed it in that night. With the high completion percentage, that means short passes. Uh, that means a lot of Kittle, a lot of Judzik, a lot of running back. It means they're going to throw quick. Uh, the key for this, uh, I was, was going to say like Redskins defense. I got <laughs> Shanahan on the brain here. Uh, the key for this Bronco defense against San Francisco is can you stop the run enough to put them in third and long where they have to take some five and seven step drops? That gets Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, etc. You know, gets their impact going. So it, uh, any, you know, without Chris Harris, there is going to be an adjustment. I would expect the, the, the Niners to go right after Yadam. I'd go right after Bradley Roby too, because teams have had success doing that. So uh, I think the Niners should be looking at the Bronco defensive tape, saying, "Hey, if we can block the edges, they should be able to move the ball." Ryan, let's jump to the other side of the ball quickly, looking at what the Broncos are hoping to do on offense. Losing Emmanuel Sanders this week, obviously a huge loss for the receiving core, but for the Broncos, it seems like this is a game where Philip Lindsay should have another huge performance, right? Is that what you look at when you look at this 49ers defense? Yeah, and, you know, the knee-jerk reaction after Emmanuel Sanders' injury is they got to run him. they become smash mouth. Well, you still got Cortland Sutton. You still have Matt Lacoste, who's done some good things in the passing game, so... You, you can't become entirely one-dimensional at the start of a game. You know, if I'm Bill Musgrave, I want to get Cortland Sutton going early, and I want to get Deshaun Hamilton going early. Uh, Deshaun has only five catches in ten games this year. You know, let's, you know if, if you're Bill, you're saying, let's get him into a rhythm. Let's take some shots to Cortland Sutton. Because if you throw it to Cortland deep and get a completion, then you can you know run in the red zone, which they've been able to do really well. So I, I, I don't think their, their philosophy is going to change. Uh, because you still have to throw the ball in this league, and you know Case Keenum hasn't thrown an interception in four games. I thought he was a little, I thought he was a little off against Cincinnati, but you know when you're playing a team that's two and ten, I'd be aggressive early to see if you can get a lead, and then you can lean on Lindsey and Freeman. 
looking at this receiver core just for this upcoming week who do you think has the biggest change in production who, who's the guy who makes the biggest leap uh, is it hamilton running more in the slot does tim patrick get more involved i think hamilton and patrick are your one are your one two guys who get a bigger role uh tim patrick has done some good things when he's been targeted he had touched on against kansas city had that big catch at the end of the oakland game that set up the winning field goal so uh, if I'm a Bronco fan, I'd want to see what Tim can do with more touches. And then the same thing with Hamilton. You know, you don't have time to ask, are you ready? you got to put them out there. And they've proven to this point, all these rookies, the, the increased workload uh, as the years progressed in so many critical roles. Uh, from that, Ryan, let's roll straight into predictions. Three straight wins. Broncos, road favorites for a second week in a row. Um I kind of went into last week thinking, all right, here's the offensive explosion. Let's concede Broncos 30-plus. We sort of wrote it earlier in the week looking at how bad that Bengals defense was. But do you see this as maybe similar game plan? Broncos are in the low 20s. They get some takeaways that lead to points. Or, or is the outcome a little bit different this week? Um, I, I, think the Bron- I think the Broncos are going to win. Um, I think it could be like uh, 28-20, something like that in that range. Um because I think they're going to be able to move the ball uh, in both ways against this Niners defense. So, you know, I have them still not reaching that 30-point plateau, which has been pretty elusive this year, but uh, winning 28-20. How about you? Yeah, I'm going to go with 24-21, to 21, uh, which would actually mo- march, uh, match the Broncos' scoring total the last two weeks, be three weeks at 24 points, which is a little bit bold. But in that sense, I think this is just who this team is, Ryan. I think – no matter kind of who they play, we're going to see them score just enough points or be in contention late in games if they can use this similar strategy against bad teams. So going on the road, it's not going to be easy even against a two-win team, but I see them making enough plays, capitalizing on turnovers. Uh, and when you got the way that Von Miller and uh, Bradley Chubb are playing on the edges, you figure they could be a factor late and to, to help them really seal it away. Yeah, this offense right now is interesting to watch because – most of the time it looks like they're just trying to muck it up. Uh, they, they just grind it out, get some first downs, third and manageable, keep drives alive. But then they'll take a shot downfield or they'll get a 65-yard run. So it's uh, right now it's it's uh, equal parts dependent on the big play and also a solid running game. Uh, I think that will be their recipe this week. For sure, Ryan. And with that, we'll sign off for the First and Orange podcast. We appreciate you guys listening. Uh, be sure to continue following all of our coverage leading up to kickoff Sunday in San Francisco. Uh, you can subscribe to the First and Orange and get notified every time one of our new podcasts drops. Uh, be sure to check out all of our written content online at denverpost.com. Uh, go to your local newsstand, pick up the print edition while you're at it, and we will see you guys next time.